when did gulped come into it did you have the keys to that straight away did that open immediately i can't quite that remember that the time day as well yeah so like there was, there was a lot of uh, painting and like there was actually wet paint that day like in the cafe so people were putting their coffee cups down on wet tables it was a mess really to be honest with you. <laughs> we just about got it open anyway you know Hello and welcome to the Point of Everything podcast. My name is Ono Sullivan and as you can hear, this episode sounds a little bit different from the usual intro. First, you heard a snippet from an interview I did with Jim Horgan a couple of weeks ago talking about the first precarious wet paint filled days of Gulped. That cafe and Plugged Records opened in the Triscoll Arts Centre on Tobin Street in Cork on Record Store Day 2011, April 16th that year to be precise. So yes, that makes it 10 years since those spaces opened up. That in particular was a special day and it proved to be the first of many. At the time, it felt like an important space among Cork's venues. And that is borne out by the many voices you're going to hear throughout this episode of the TPOE podcast. I asked people to send me voice messages about what Plugged and Gulped meant to them when it was resident in the Triscoll. I think in those years, Gulped and Plugged literally changed people's lives. It cultivated musical, artistic and culinary talent. It expanded our record collections and it put on gigs we'll be thinking about for the rest of our lives. At a time when such experiences aren't happening, I found myself thinking back to that special milestone in Cork's cultural landscape. And for those outside Cork, or maybe those who didn't get a chance to experience Plugged and Gulped in the Triscoll, maybe you have a place in your town or city that it calls to mind. A hub, a record store, a meeting place. Treasure it. Treasure the memories, support it and savour it. Because it might not last forever. The musical introduction, by the way, after Jimmy's clip, was a snippet from Not How When, a club night that started in Gulped that took us on journeys through boogie, house, jazz funk, disco, balearic and tropical. More on that anon. The first voice we're going to hear, the first voice of many, is Doxy, who was a welcome face anytime you went into Gulped. He'll give an overview of the good old days. Hi Owen, how's it going? Doxy here. Getting in touch from a wood in West Cork, very, very peaceful. My own memories of it, I guess I moved back to Cork in 2011, late 2011, and it was already open. I'm like, okay, what's this place here? Um, My friend Jimmy was running, and Jimmy asked me, would I get involved and help out and do a bit of work there and I said I would. The plan was maybe spend a couple of months there and then move to London and many many years later I was still working in the place not maybe moving to London because I was having so much fun. I guess a lot of people look elsewhere you know Berlin, Barcelona, London all these cool places but I guess we felt with Gulpter I felt personally at the time is like how about we bring good things here let's do good things here you know. So Gulp started up as a cafe by day. Of course, Jimmy's Jimmy's idea. Um, Jimmy had plugged for many years and he worked with the Triscoll then in um, the old ESB substation in Caroline Street. And then it was like, okay, let's get let's bring this down to the new Triscoll, new space. So the record shop upstairs and the cafe downstairs, and that really was the bedrock. Those those two businesses. Then of course you had um, Black Mariah upstairs. Um, on the top floor is an art gallery in the Triscoll itself, Kirkadurka in the TDC. So it really was um, a thriving art centre. And it's amazing how the independent uh, businesses can really kind of push culture forward, maybe as more so as opposed to the kind of larger traditional institutions, who sometimes can be in a bit of a stasis with a considered cultural policy. Anyway, the cafe was amazing. Jimmy Horgan had a great knack for human resourcing and so many people have worked down down there through the years great people and they all brought something fantastic too many to mention owen mccarthy was there when i went in owen was managing it at the time and owen really brought the coffee vibe so we're serving golden bean and i guess it was 2011 so it was kind of like just at the start of good coffee in ireland really you know golden bean was um, roasting badger and dodo 
three of you in Dublin, and maybe maybe that was about it, you know. So it was really started a third wave coffee in Ireland. And when you look back now from ten years ago, it's almost like an epicenter of a culture, especially now when it's when all you can do. What are you into? I'm into walks and getting coffees to go. So we expanded from there as regards the coffee offer, and then lunch. Lunch was a really really amazing thing. So it's amazing chefs in there as well down through the years. Um, Mikey Cleary really comes to mind. Mikey brought some really fantastic ideas, you know, and just really kind of like, I guess, finger on the pulse as regards what was happening elsewhere. So really popular place to go for lunch. We catered for kind of the Washington Street um, law crowd, I guess, barristers, solicitors' offices nearby and anybody in town. It was just so convenient where it was, really. And of course, the food then, we just tried to do fresh produce local produce we were next to the english market which was great to so run over to miss amani or Onamani, get a joint of ham slipper of beef and then come back cook it up and just kind of good good simple offer soup sandwiches stews and then there was a couple of specials on every week which changed which kept it fresh for people so then we went from the day into the night and that again magic to the cafe record shop upstairs and then nighttime it was it was an, it was another business in some ways you had the bar djs obviously it was going to be a big thing that everybody looks back at the record shop and so many great people who played there so many great nights lots of dancing as well and it was kind of like of course it was an alternative place down a little side alleyway people walk past and go what's in what's in there you know and the nights were amazing from disco house nights Techno nights, um, Northern Soul, the Phil Hope nights were just magic as well. A lot of lot of people in, in through there. Of course, then the, you had the bigger bigger DJ nights then as well. Maybe in the TDC, people like Optimo playing in there, and then of course you had the live music as well, and some really big nights like Chris and Cozy, Ben Frost. Um, they brought some really amazing talent to the city. They being Jimmy, Ian, um, Albert really kind of wonderful team of people always in there collaborating on different things and that was the staff and then also people who went there people went there to have a meeting you know let's talk about a play let's work on this album it was a great place for people to meet people if you're in town you're on your own you didn't have your mobile phone you go there and you're going to catch somebody so a lot of live music inside you had all these big acts but of course it was a real proponent for supporting the local music scene I guess one of the highlights there would have been the Cork uh, Improvised Music Club under Dan Walsh and every Thursday night bring somebody in okay bring a trio in and just go for it really fucking wonderful really alternative really avant-garde and it's kind of like where else would you get it if you walk down a little laneway in any european city and you came across that you're like okay i found i found a gem here so absolutely wonderful nights people dancing on tables and chairs going for it and i guess the best nights there i felt were when you had somebody playing inside the cafe itself, DJing there, you had an, um, a gig in the TDC, and then everybody outside in the courtyard, just meeting, chatting, partying, just a wonderful, safe place for people to go and grow. And I think that's how people felt that. people, A lot of people met some of their best friends there. They, met, they, found, they found their kind. Yeah, it was clandestine, it was weird, it was, it was welcoming. I think that's one thing that people, I'd like to think that people felt. We used to put on spoken word nights there as well. We had DIY verse, maybe emerging or established poets, Penny Dreadful, wonderful kind of magazine going at the time. They used to come in and do readings there. So a lot of people read inside there as well. So we also had a kind of like uh, literary spoken word um, place as well. Short story events for the Cork International Book Week. All happening, all happening for everybody. Yeah, really enjoyable place to work. Really loved it. We were bringing like really I think, professional service, really interesting ideas, different nights, different food concepts. Mary Keller came up to one of the Egg Cafe, which we ran with. And it was, I guess it was maybe one, like none of the stuff was reinventing the wheel, but we were really offering kind of contemporary cosmopolitan culture to people in some ways. And Egg Cafe was just a, a brunch. Just a really wonderful, tasty, soulful, brunch is fantastic and it was a real go-to you'd open the door at 11 o'clock and there'd be a queue of people outside waiting to come in try the whichever recipes we had going shakshuka waves rancheros or french toast with black pudding and ice cream whatever you fancied and it was definitely a place where i grew as well you know i learned a lot about food there we ran um the buena comida 
social clubs there and maybe one of my highlights were, the, were, were those wonderful tapas nights vegan seasonal irish you know classic spanish tapas nights wonderful vibe screenings people come in for food with their friends and they'd leave hours later dancing to jeremy murphy or something like that so it really was a real important cultural spot in cork city at the time you know and this is when i guess we're coming at the, bit of recession at the time but there's real diy kind of thing going on a lot of people living elsewhere but like okay let's get let's let's do it here you know and something that we, we i think we all can be proud of um a lot of work and fair play to jimmy he put in so many years there and all good things maybe come to an end and we definitely went out with a bang and then i guess you would hope that other people would take on the gauntlet or take things up and run the club nights and run whatever but it is it can be quite a tricky thing to do and i think kind of we worked within the kind of like archaic irish laws be it dance licenses or drinks licenses which i think needs to change and hopefully will change and i think it's really important for young people to have a safe welcoming place to go to grow and you know whereas maybe their peers or maybe older people you know can really um provide whatever it may be, arts, culture, music, food. You know, it was, a real, it was a real place for dissemination of tastes. We miss it. We love it. Thanks to Doxy for that nice long message there coming from a blissful sounding woods in West Cork. Birds tweeting all around him. You heard him talk about Egg Cafe and believe me, it's not the only time you're going to hear the contributors mention it here. Every Sunday, a cafe took place in Gulped. There were DJs in the corner just playing from their record collection from like 11 or whenever doors open midday till 5 or 6 in the evening, maybe even longer. A cafe was the brainchild of Mary Kelleher. Here she is to tell the story behind it. The story of a cafe. A cafe started, I suppose, five years after a dream that me and Elaine Howley had when we were living in McCartan Villas, a kitchen where... I suppose an incredible amount of shit was spoken over the years, but we, I think we survived every lunchtime from college on boiled eggs and bread or poached eggs. We spent a lot of time talking about how wonderful, <laughs> how wonderful eggs were and just appreciating them. And, and I think I remember like one day in the kitchen thinking like, oh, it wouldn't be so cool if you could have a cafe where you just had eggs. I think this was before I knew any vegans ever. Or, <laughs> um, and I, I started working in, in Gulps, like after, I think one day Owen McCarthy rang me after I'd finished, finished working in the English market, not long after the Queen visited and I just couldn't talk about her anymore at work. So I finished, I <laughs> quit my job in the English market and, and Owen messaged me and asked me to come work in, in Gulped. I think I probably talked about it for about four hours and, and was probably in work the next day. And the egg cafe dream, <laughs> dream found a home. Mikey Cleary came home from, I don't know, he'd been sailing the Atlantic. I'd, I'd never met the guy, but Gavin and, and Jimmy assured me that he was going to come, he was going to come home and he was going to cook eggs on Sunday and everything would be fine. And Jimmy practiced drawing a single egg on a black blackboard every nearly every Sunday he did it very well and yeah it just became this really this this really cool community hangover hug after the shenanigans of the night before I guess I think Carl and did Carl and Albert play the first first morning I think yeah I think Carl and Albert played the first morning for some reason or maybe it was just Carl and like just to be able to like be at work and look after people and give them food and like you know see people dancing at two o'clock in the afternoon make I just made, I made so many friends through through those Sunday mornings and when I managed to make it to work sometimes I was really late um you do but yeah i mean thanks to jimmy i guess for like allowing it to happen <laughs> allowing it to happen yeah and to mikey for like for being the best egg cafe chef 
for as long as he was. Yeah, long live Egg Cafe. I said at the start of this episode that gulped and plug changed people's lives. I wasn't exaggerating. Here's Francesca de Boyle Pisco, aka Fran. One of the best audio engineers around. I always say when you see Fran is doing sound at a gig, you know it's going to be great. She talks about one particularly memorable day in her life that just happened to take place in Gulped. So I spent probably too much time in Gulped when it was in the Driscoll, which means I have loads of memories to choose from. But one of the ones that was the most, I suppose, one of my, I would say one of my most life-changing moments happened in Gulped in May 2013, I attended an egg cafe. I don't know if you remember eggs. It was every Sunday and it was kind of before Ireland had boozy brunch. Um, But Gulped did. It was basically just like all egg dishes with um, DJs and it was great. Lots of Billy Joel and that sort of thing. But in May 2013, um, I went to one of those and it just kind of erupted, you know. I think it was um, a rollover from a single launch from the Altered Hours and possibly a rap party for a play, I think, called Bug. And so there was loads of people there, lots of hungover heads, and um, brunch very quickly turned into, like, dance party. Uh, I think we were all drinking and suddenly all the tables were moved and it was two o'clock in the afternoon and everybody was standing on chairs dancing and it was great and it turned into a mad session that ended in the pav but uh i woke up the next day and i I just kind of decided i never wanted to do anything shit again and i uh wanted to live every day fun or like i don't know and at the time i was working in a call center and i just quit and decided that i would actually get a job as a sound engineer and that's what i did So I feel like I owe that to eggs. I just didn't want to do anything I didn't love if I didn't have to. I love that last line from Fran. I didn't want to do anything I didn't love if I didn't have to. I'm sure she's not the only one who experienced epiphanies like that in Gulped. As well as the DJs at Egg Cafe, there are many club nights that took place there. I don't have a comprehensive list. It's probably impossible to put one together. Is it? Maybe we could do it. Uh, but here's a couple that might stir memories anyway. Keep on jumping, Apocalypse Later, Dim the Lights, County Vinyl, Buena Comida Social Club, and Under a Plastic Cloud, the latter of which played Northern Soul and was always a class night, guaranteed. Another one was Not How When, which I'll provide the intro music earlier. We're going to hear from Damien, aka Jean Luc Raza, who was behind Not How When. But first, Jimmy, again, another little snippet from our interview. He talks about how Gulped and Plugged decided on putting on DJs or bands. A lot of it's like you trust a lot of the DJs or the bands like who would play like in the cafe like or in the or in the space would. We would know them from coming into Plugged. So like we would, I suppose, um, build up that, that uh, trust. And also, I guess there was like a level of, I don't know, uh, I like... I, I don't know if you get it like as much like anymore, but we didn't feel the need. I mean, like it would be good, like it would, like the cafe was like always uh, busy with DJs and bands, like who would almost know would be able to fill a room. I think it's important to give people a chance, like you know. So many great nights in Gulch over the years. We started a night. Um, in 2014 called Not How Um it was like a monthly party DJs and final and we had some absolutely superb nights in there um, we brought some guests over like Chaco from Music from Memory Andy Hanley from Manchester Lewis Copeland from London and we did like collaborations with musicians as well like the Dan Walsh Trio we did two jazz weekends with them um, plus Yoshiro Takahashi from Japan, guitar player. There were some other fantastic nights in there, like the Paradise Garage and Loft Tributes. A few others that stand out, the Midsummer Fest 2016, where there was like food stalls outside and great atmosphere um, throughout. Um, Column K and Once in Stevens Night, that was 
really special night. Um, but probably the highlight for me, the one that stands out, is our sixth birthday. Great atmosphere throughout, packed um, all night. And uh, there was one funny incident where uh, Fluky, one of the DJs, pulled out a record by those guys called Love, 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 which is a bit of a classic in Cork. It was sealed and he opened it in front of the crowd and played it. Um, the roof lifted off that night. Really fantastic place um, and a great meeting spot for everybody in the city. Badly missed. There's a snippet of that love, love, love clip that Damien from Not How When mentioned. It sounded like it kicked off all right, didn't it? You can uh, check out a load more videos like that on their Facebook page. By the way, as you can hear, the audio of the chat with Jim isn't amazing, but I've transcribed it all so you can read it all over on thepointofeverything.com. It's a lot more than you're going to hear from Jim here. Hopefully you're getting a sense of just how important Plugged and Gulped and the Driscoll were to Korg at that time and the key role that Jim played. To tell you more about that, here are our musicians Dan Walsh, who played in multiple acts in multiple spaces there over the years, and Sunita, the singer from the sadly now defunct Shukra, but who also did so much there and is going to do a lot more in the future as well, I'm sure. Jim Horgan is a profound influence on Cork City and someone who has dedicated their life to facilitating and sharing creative and forward-thinking music in spite of the struggle of constantly changing cultural landscapes. I'd have a very different life if it wasn't for Jim and I'm eternally grateful for all the opportunities and for every friend that I've met through something Jim made happen. I have to say that that period of my life was one of the funnest. Um, Triscoll Arts Centre and Engulfed and Plugged, I think, served the community in a multitude of ways. For me, it certainly gave me a wider musical education into some of the weirder stuff that I'm into, but also, you know, it was a a home to be able to build my collection of vinyl and really learn about the care of that, learn how to build a little bit more of my um, vinyl playing skills, which is still a work in progress. Um, And was just a, a sanctuary for all the wonderful and weird and talented and brilliant minded people of Cork to fall upon one another and kind of know that your community was there, that events and spaces were held with your tastes in mind. And that was facilitated through the music that was provided in in Plugged and the care and attention and fun with which Jim and Albert, you know, had conversations about music and what our interests were. And it was extended in in the events that were happening in the the Triscoll Arts Centre in in Gulped and the TDC. So yeah, I feel that that, you know, it was an institution for a certain portion of the Cork population for a time. And it, it was a lifestyle. And yeah, it's it's been sorely missed and will be sorely missed for a long time. So we've heard a lot about gulped so far, but of course it wasn't just gulped that we're talking about. Plugged was on Washington Street ten years previously, before it moved to the Driscoll Arts Centre. So happy 20th birthday to Plugged as well. What a milestone. After Plugged closed on Washington Street due to the recession, the record store took detours to Unral Darg, which is now Barbarossa on Barrack Street, and the ESB substation on Caroline Street before it set up in the Triscoll. Gary Mailer, aka the G-Man, wrote on his blog at the time that its opening there meant Cork had her heart back. It opened on record store day 2011, Toby Carr was DJing, among many, many others. I think Vicky Langan was DJing there as well. And Aoife Barry, now an assistant news editor at The Journal, was working behind the counter of Plugged that day. Hi, Aoife Barry here. I can't believe it's been 10 years since um, Plugged opened at Triscoll. It feels like the last decade has absolutely flown. 
I have so many memories of Plugged over the years because it's been a really formative place for me, uh, particularly in the early days when it was open on Washington Street. I started going there when I was a teenager with very little disposable income. And I remember always having that sense of being a bit nervous going in particularly early on because it was just such a very cool place and I knew that the people in there knew a whole amount about music and way more than I could possibly have known and you know it was the sense that you knew there was kind of something special about the albums and you wanted to buy certain things or you wanted to hear more from the people working there and um, some of my favorite records I bought and plugged I remember buying Trust by Lowe in the Washington Street shop and they went on to be one of my all-time favourite bands and so I always have the fond memory whenever I look at that CD. But moving on to, to Triskel, I got to work there with my friend Kim Keating the day that it opened there and that was such a great buzz because for one thing it was just amazing to get to actually be behind the counter, uh, pull back the curtain and actually get to see what it was like working in there and we had such a great time and I think what it really taught us and it taught me definitely was that sense of community that plugged helped pull together in Cork it really became the hub for kind of independent music scene DIY music a sense that people's creations were important that you know it was a place to sell tapes and records and CDs by local music makers and independent music makers from outside of Ireland and I think creators need to be encouraged and plugged help to encourage people and that was really important it helped to introduce a lot of us to bands we might not otherwise get introduced to and having that space for your records to be sold I think was really important for bands because it helped them and they're making music and then for us listeners and gig goers we got to go to gigs because of plugged we got introduced to people in a live setting because of them and the Triscoll is such a great venue you know I loved walking up those stairs and going up into the lovely white space and looking at the band posters for the gig posters what was coming up looking at the new records at secondhand records chatting to the guys behind the counter um it was always just a really special place and and Plugged has changed over the years. It's had different iterations, but it's always had a big impact on the music scene in Cork and the many people that have, you know, worked there and have, have had things to do with it or have passed through the doors and become familiar faces, you know, have all been really important to Cork. And I really loved that feeling. And I'll never forget that feeling of walking in on a Saturday to Plugged in Triscoll. And you'd see the usual heads come in, you know, if you hung around for an hour or so, maybe went down for a cup of coffee and went back up and browsed and chatted. You'd see all these people who they made it a kind of a mission for their day to go into Plugged because of that sense of community. And that's all you can really ask for, I think, when it comes to a record store, a local record store and people supporting local music. And, you know, big thanks to Plugged for all that they've done over the years. And it's great to get to go back down memory lane and remember all of those lovely things. Here's one more memory from Aoife about that first day of Plugged in the Triscoll. And on that day that myself and Kim were working behind the counter and taking the place of Albert and Jimmy who were working there at the time, it was quite a funny experience, but it also showed the knowledge that they had and the great interaction that the two of them always had and have dealing with people and dealing with the customers and knowing exactly what people were into. And that was the key really with with Plugged, is the key with Plugged, is that personal knowledge as well. Um, You don't really get that everywhere and you really get it with Plugged. Illustrator Jack Collins had given Plugged a home at the Ralt Darg when he was the manager there. He actually wrote a piece for thepointofeverything.com in February 2012 when the pub itself closed. A snippet? Having Plugged run out of the pub for a couple of weeks was pretty awesome. Awesome? Awesome? My pronunciation is pretty bad there, isn't it? Uh, I urge you strongly to support that shop. It's vital for the city musically and socially. Here is Jack, some nine years later, looking back on Plugged's time in the Triscoll. The Triscoll, um, when Jimmy was involved in it, and uh, Albert, of course, uh, for the cafe, uh, Gulps, and in, in the record shop, it was probably my favourite place in Cork to hang out for years. Um, you know, between Egg Cafe and the cafe on Sundays, and being in there pretty much most Friday and Saturday nights before heading over to the pub. It was such a cool place to hang out, even in daytime or nighttime. Like the TDC was a brilliant venue as well. Great little room, like, and there used to be some class gigs on inside there. You know, like girl band and uh, Andy Stott, 
uh, there was a great Katie King gig in there one night as well. And then obviously the shop upstairs was just like, you know, how much, how many hours can you waste in one room talking nonsense to anyone and everyone who's dropping in. Now I know I was probably working there on some of those days as well, but uh, such a great place to just hang out and learn about more music from Jimmy and Albert behind the counter and you know, spend what little money you had in your arse pocket. The importance of Plugged, I think, can't be understated. Like a lot of the contributors here, I remember going into the record store on Washington Street and being slightly intimidated. But a few years later, I relished going into the space in the Triscoll. The walk through the cafe to see if anyone I knew was around. The music from Plugged travelling down the stairs as I made my way up. Oh, I know this song. Or more likely, this sounds class. I need to know who it is. The pause on the way through the door to see if any new gig posters had gone up on the wall. The hey, how it's going that I said to whoever was behind the counter that day, or the instant barrage that came from Albert, the flick through the new records. It all feels so fresh in my mind. Here are three more musicians who detail the importance of Plugged and the people behind it. First is Keelan Sherlock, who plays with the Shaker Hymn and as Keelan Sherlock. Then you'll hear from Darren Keane, who's played in loads of acts over the years, including Hags, Not Earth, and most recently Museum, who put out their fifth album, Don't Nod, in February this year. And then finally is Laurie Shaw, who, if you ever went into Plugged, you've probably been recommended by Albert in particular. Laurie releases his umpteenth long player, his words, into the microcosm on May 7th. Yeah, first of all, just in terms of being a customer in the shop, you know, I started going to Plugged when I was probably 16 or 17. It was in Washington Street and, and it felt like a different type of place. It didn't, you know, it was a shop, but it was a place that I could hang out almost for hours. And I was still even kind of a little bit nervous going in there when I was, you know, still in school or whatever. I'd be in my school uniform going in and there'd be all these kind of intimidating dark figures down the back listening to house music with headphones on all <laughs> but I was made to, you know, feel kind of comfortable there and over the years got introduced to a lot of different types of music just through Jim and Albert kind of, you know, throwing CDs or records at me and definitely I started probably DJing. I was working in the PAV at the time behind the bar and I think I was kind of allowed to DJ one night and Jim and Albert definitely helped me get a few records together that that weekend and I was probably in there once a week or twice a week getting suggestions for records off Albert and I'm sure I wasn't the only one but I felt like between Gulped and Plugged I felt like I was almost living there for a few years and, and looking back now it just feels like kind of a, a very formative time but then outside of those sort of just joyful experiences and good stories like Jim and Albert were really helpful in terms of being in a band being kind of just young and, and not knowing the ins and outs of you know, even just being able to go to talk to them about selling records and CDs and logged and putting on gigs. And I think Albert at one stage even gave me a list of names or, or contacts in the UK of who venues and even just around Ireland to tell me in other cities, like who might be good to get in touch with. All those things were kind of monumental when you're when you're starting out in music and you haven't got a clue in it. And just being able to think like, oh, maybe if I maybe if I go to my local record store, they might be able to help. That I'm not sure every city has something as valuable as that, you know. So, yeah, we've just been very lucky to have plugged in, in the city for as long as we have. You know, when the pub closed down, myself and Ashling were personally devastated. There's a few gigs we had booked in, like Girl Band and Russ and Gano family were, weren't going to happen in Cork. And uh, we went to Jimmy and asked him if we could maybe move one or t- move those shows over to the TDC and he was really supportive of us as we kind of move it into the sort of independent promoting booking kind of game for a few years and definitely you know we had some great nights uh, sort of in collaboration and with support from Jim and Albert and that turned into quarter block party which became a festival and, and the Triscoll was a hub of of what quarter block party was for the first few years because Jim was so supportive and, and was able to help us put shows on the TDC in Gulped, Up and Plugged, the Summit in the Garden, the Black Mariah and all of that support from Jim allowed us to, to create a kind of a festival over the weekend or at least create a, a festival atmosphere and it's that kind of atmosphere that that Jim and that Plugged and Gulped brought to the Triscoll and I think now you look at the Triscoll as it is 
without without Jim and, and Albert and plugged and gulping, it's really not the same. Unfortunately, it just doesn't have the same vibrancy. And look, it's it's got a cafe and it's got a venue and it's got theater. And it's got all the stuff it, it it had when Jim and Albert were there, but it just doesn't have the same pull. And I, and that really shows the kind of importance that the two of them have had over the years in Cork's cultural landscape. I guess when plugged set up in the Triscoll. I felt a bit of trepidation because I'd been burned twice already. I, I'd gone to Plugged when I was a kid. I was like 16, 17 in the Washington Street shop and also then the Caroline Street substation. And by the time it got to, you know, to Triscoll, I was just worried. It was, you know, it's a short-term thing. It was going to be a year. It'll close again. And I was so lucky I was wrong. I was so, so glad I was wrong. The first day I ever went in there, to my memory anyway, to my recollection, was Record Store Day 2011, which was April 16th. And myself and my friend Simon went in to buy the compilation that Fucked Up released in tandem with the David Comes to Life album called Davidstown. I remember we were there queuing that morning. The queue went out the end of the lane and everything. It was probably the only time I ever queued for Record Store Day. I needn't have. There was copies of that record in there for years afterwards. When I went in, I was I was happy to set up. I kind of saw it was a cafe. It was, it was cool. And thought nothing of it. Little did I know that I would be there, I would say, literally every week from there until the day it closed. Um, if I wasn't in buying a record, I was in putting up a poster. If I wasn't putting a poster, I was playing a gig. I was in there to give Jamie and Albert shit about Arsenal and Spurs, respectively. There was nights I went in there and got roped into working behind the bar. I worked on the door a ton of times, DJed a ton of times in there. Moving gear around, you know, you know, helping move the shop around, lifting, dragging, you know, absolutely everything. I kind of grew up in my mid twenties in in plugged and gulped. Um, it was a hugely important place for me. Um, I made so many friends through there, and I learned so much from there. You know, as a musician, as as an artist, even it was crucial to the way I like learned about myself and thought about myself. I think my first time ever DJing was in there with with Stevie G. Um, my first ever improv gig it was in there with Sia Volkosk in like March 2013. It was the kind of place that allowed you to grow and you know and try new things and absolutely no risk. You know, if you wanted to go in and DJ with your the crappy collection of seven inches Stevie asked you to absolutely more parity you go and do it no one's going to judge you and you can learn something from it and it was fantastic for that and like, I mean the first improv gig I ever did I, I mean I played my bass with a screwdriver for like 90% of the gig and people went great come back next week and I kind of went who are these people where do they all come from why are they all congregating here and that was a few, the most important thing about Plugged and Gulped it was like the people that kind of congregate in this space it was a wonderful place for people to of like minds to come and shelter and you know share ideas together without any commercial expectation or pressure to do anything um and that's rare and it's something the city's absolutely missing these days you know there's no place that you can go in and, and fail you, you there's no place you can go in and you know create something absolutely brand new and not have you know the commercial weight of how many tickets do we sell you know how much drink do we sell just you know, there's always pressure on any 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 other kind of venue in the city. There wasn't in plugged or gulped. You know, you could do absolutely anything you wanted, and it was all up for grabs. And it it was that way because of because of Jimmy, because of all the staff there, because of the encouragement we got from people, and you know, the open mindedness that people had. And you know, I I miss it terribly because I've never been anywhere like that in Ireland before or since. You know. Um, it was an incredible community to be involved in. Highlights for me in there over the years, uh, Cora Venus Lonnie during one of the first quarters, I think I was one of the very few people in at the gig and solo violin improv and just blew my mind. Kind of following her career ever since, it's just incredible stuff. Um, the first ever non art gig happened there as part of Cork Improvise Music Club, which is you know a gigantic part of you know, Cult Plugs legacy. Um, <clears throat> And I think the first council for the Dark Arts gig was in there. I just remember there's a beautiful photo of a lot of us like standing outside in a line before we're going to go into play and blow the heads off people. And, you know, it's quite a motley crew and, and it's like tons of different court musicians from disparate groups all coming together and 
where were we allowed to do that? We were allowed to do it in Cult and Plugged. It was amazing. It was, it, you know, it was unparalleled. Um, so other favorite nights, any New Year's in there, all was brilliant. Under a plastic cloud was always so much fun. I remember doing Prince DJ nights in there, myself and my friend Owen Halley occasionally. As I started thinking about this, more memories kept flooding back and more memories came coming back. And I could be, I, you know, I could sit down for a week and keep writing and keep writing about whatever happened. I have a collection of posters. I collected gig posters for a long time and I'd say I could go back to every single one of them. And I'd find hundreds of gigs I was unplugged and gulped. It was a fantastic resource for the city. There's nothing like it now. You know, there should be, and I wish there was, and I wish there was a, you know, publicly funded art space that people like Jimmy could go in and run to their heart's content and, you know, do the wild stuff that they did in and have it as a, like, a nice safe haven for all of us, you know, all of us or all, all of anyone who wants to join in. It's, it's, it's definitely missed in a huge, in a huge way. But it also drove on, like in its in time that existed in in its form, it drove on, you know, music in Cork in such a huge way. So many people met there. How many friendships were formed over you know over Sunday, you know, some eggs on Sunday and in in Gulp, you know, it was it's a, it was an incredible place and an incredible time, and I miss it hugely. But if I stayed reminiscing here, I could be here till next week. Hopefully, we we'll get something like that back in the future. Uh, I'd only been in Cork about a year and I remember popping in and browsing and plugged a few times. I was a bit intimidated by Albert, but uh, I bit the bullet one day and handed him like a greatest hits of mine. I remember about an hour later, he'd already emailed me and he said, Hey man, tunes are savage, four exclamation marks. Been sharing it about the place, hope that's cool. Um, which was amazing, really. I thought he might think it was a bit daft and I wasn't, like, doing stuff that was, like, cool enough, but um, it was really great that he really liked it. Uh, And then Jim let us launch the next album upstairs in the Triscoll, um, which meant I had to put a band together. Um, And that really got the ball rolling because my band um, started from there, really. So I I probably wouldn't have put that together if it hadn't been for Jim. Um... I remember playing some solo shows in the cafe as well uh, and everyone was listening really intently by candlelight uh, which was lovely you don't get always get people actually listening like that I saw a lot of great bands in Gulped uh, I remember the Land Crab show in particular and that really like freaked me out um, there was a lot of like people with their tops off which was scary um I also like going to see Phil Hope as well because he was doing his 45s. Um, I remember dancing there a lot after like playing a show or like, you know, having a few drinks with some friends. But yeah, it's it was fantastic. And uh, I really owe a lot to Albert and Jim for like letting me sort of like play shows when I wanted and stuff and being really accommodating and like helpful. I saw her through the bamboo shoots He was trying to reach her opal fruits Adam and Eve and the Eden Project In a cascade of fat cherubs with lutes So was I like God or was I the devil? I was whichever one jumped out The bushes and went Caught you red-handed in the Bible it's like a whole religious thing Remember the house where outside I kissed you The walls were papered in raised down a glyptor I must have done a bad job Servicing your cupid's bow Cause I never really saw you again I never really saw you again Some clever lines must equal sex I just had to solve for X He lost marks on a filthy text But worse was my earnestness Solving the cryptograph of virginity lost It's like the space race But buddy, you've already lost But I split the layer of permafrost When I heard you call my name in the polytunnel That's a snippet from Polytunnel, one of the pre-release singles off Laurie Shaw's forthcoming album Into the Microcosm. 
Thanks to Keelan, Darren, and Larry for their messages there. As you can hear, Plugged left an indelible impression on them personally and musically. Another person with a close connection to the place is Lisa Lemer, a promoter and DJ who did loads across those venues. She says she would have felt intimidated about playing records before getting the chance in Egg Cafe. Here she is talking about some of her memories of the venue, including an infamous disco dancing Sunday. Well, the plugged golf days at the Trisco. Um, what a golden time in Cork. Um, this is the nerve centre for music in the city. Definitely felt like a home away from home. And you could go down there at any time of the day or night and meet someone. And everyone was just sparking off each other with ideas and collaborations coming about. New friendships being made. Amazing food being eaten. All the laughs, all the crack. Um, it was just the hub for everything music related in our world. And... Um, all created by the legend that is Jimmy Horgan. Um, you could go to Jim with any idea and I don't think he's ever said no to anyone, no matter how mental it was. And everything was just possible. And I probably met the most people I know in Cork through Albert introducing people in the shop. That along with his famous, hold this for a minute and you'd find a record of your favourite band or new favourite band you didn't realise yet in your hand. And that ultimately would be in your record collection at the end of the day or possibly gone into your ever-growing bag behind the counter that you're waiting to get paid to collect. Um, testimony to the patience of Jimmy and Albert, the amount of bags behind that desk, I don't know, it's a lot of them I'd say never got collected, um, but they held on to them for a really long time. <laughs> um, got to put on some great gigs there over the years. Um, Katie Kim and the TDC. Um, probably the highlight was the International Women's Day event in 2015, with great performances by Elaine Howley, Rosalind Steer, Ashing O'Reardon, Saibo Flynn, and Open Decks for Women to Try Out DJing in a Safe Space. I would have felt very intimidated before Gulped came along um, to play records. I always wanted to play, but I was too scared. And I finally got the chance to do that at the amazing Egg Cafe, which Gulped turned into on Sundays. Best gig in Cork, 12 to 5, you could play whatever you wanted, and got a lovely, yummy breakfast served up to you, wave us around here, something lovely from Doxy and the lads. Um, and anything could happen, such as the infamous Disco Dancing Sunday, if anyone who's lucky to be there that day, Cahill and Dan were DJing, and everyone, the, the way things went, it just got madder and madder, and by the mid-afternoon, all the tables were put aside, and the urge to dance was just so potent. The disco was on and it just kept going on and on and on. And we all ended up at the PAV from there later that night, I think, at the Sunday Times. Um, just after leaving the house for breakfast that morning, didn't get back home till the next morning. And so many new friendships were made in the process. It was brilliant. I think one of my best memories and feelings... Um, was playing records on a hot, sweaty summer's night in jam-packed gulped with everyone just spilling out into the laneway and everyone just dancing and jumping and singing and hands in the air and just um, euphoric, amazing feelings. And the poor gulped staff are like, are like the most patient people in the world and they were probably cursing us but also dancing along as well in the background so great memories well the lads utilized every space of in the labyrinth of the triscal and the cafe to the shop the tdc of course the church the garden great gigs and barbecues there top gallery space as well that was brilliant for gigs and um um the the stairs and the corridors the foyer the laneway all they were all so important and like, they were the breeding ground for so much music in cork um, and I think there's been a really big void in Cork since and a huge collective grief um, when it all came to an end. Um, but the memories of all the amazing gigs that went on from, um, God, Paddy Steer that night was just unbelievable. Mary Otter's first Cork gig, Riley Walker with the Heckler, at the Arthur Russell instrumental. It's like, oh my God, it's just unbelievable that that was in the Triscoll um Jimmy put that on like I remember speaking to Peter Gordon in Gulped like oh my god it's just it's overwhelming the amount of amazing things that went on there the Jazz Weekenders Optimo and the TDC Jerry Murphy in the cafe um, yeah just 
it was mind-blowing the amount of amazing things that went on there and we have all these great memories forever and big thanks to Jimmy for the keeping the show on the road for music in Cork and keeping the plugged flag flying. And so that's pretty much everyone I talked to. I probably could have had a hundred contributors or more. There's so many people out there with some connection to Plugged or Gulped. I look forward to hearing people share their memories of the place because there is still such an evident fondness for the name, the brand, or as Sunita put it earlier, the lifestyle. Plugged and Gulped closed at the Triscoll after six years on June 30th, 2017. Only six years. But what a ride, nonetheless. Here's Jimmy, one more time. Any regrets? Not really, no. I mean, there are definitely things I could have done better. (laughs) And there are... Would have changed the general outcome? No, I don't think so. I think it just... Yeah, just that that was the way... Like, But I do look back at it positively. I think if you'd asked me to just after it closed, I mightn't, um, not that I have a different answer, but yeah, could I, could, yeah, I, I, I could have a different answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Plugged has made the move online. Go to pluggedrecords.com for all your vinyl needs. After a couple of years upstairs at the Roundy, which featured more memorable nights and gigs and chats, Jim says they're looking for a new space for the record shop. And as for gigs, TBC, I guess, he says it's a good time to reassess. I'm sure you'll get all the news over on their Facebook page, which also still has all of the photos of the gigs from over the years, stretching back throughout those days at the Triscoll. Thanks to everybody who contributed to this episode, especially Jim, for taking the time to do the interview. As I said, you can read his and all of the contributions over on thepointofeverything.com. Here's one more, though, that we'll go out on. It's Ray Wingnut, Moontor Ray, to the younger generation, who I think sums up for everyone the importance and power of Plugged. Thanks again for listening to The Point of Everything. And thanks to Jim and Albert and everybody else involved in setting up Plugged and Gulped in the Triscoll 10 years ago. Hey, how's it going? This is Ray Wingnut here. I just wanted to say about Plugged Records that no matter where Plugged Records is or was in the city, was it on Washington Street or in the Triscoll or in the Roundy, of all these places, Plugged is, for me, the most important thing in Cork City and because of the people behind it and because of the way Jimmy promotes art and treats music with such integrity that it just made it just such a cultural force of the city, something that I can't imagine the city without. So yeah, I just think um, the work that Plugged do is incredible and it's kept me going back there throughout the years, Um, always curious and it's always been vital for me. And it's something that I really, really, really love. I absolutely love Plugged Records. Yeah, it makes me very proud, actually. I'm very proud of my local record shop. So yeah, long live Plugged. It is the best. Big up Jimmy, yeah, man.